Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Please tell me what I did wrong. I asked you politely what did I do wrong, and I said, and I said, please. Listen, man, he's got a girl, bro. He's got a little girl with him, man. Was the president in any way pushing a false narrative in that call with the Afghan president? I think it's pretty clear. Again, I'm not going to go into details of a private conversation. Where does your pain and anger come from? If you could both answer your views on this. Yeah, I will start by saying, Barb, that this is the longest war. Now, we have just concluded the largest air evacuation of civilians in American history. It was heroic. It was historic. English press is saying that the Taliban has sentenced the dogs to death. It is, no, it is not true. Uh, yeah, the Americans left the dogs to get out from their specific uh, places. The hypocrisy is just nauseating. <laughs> can't, uh, you know, wear a mask, but you can decide that a woman can't make choices about her body. Can you imagine that? Texas, Texas has just voted, the legislature, Alice, mm-hmm. the one, nobody's allowed to wear the mask there at all, and two, the legislature will make all decisions on women's bodies. Wow. All decisions. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I mean, what we are back in the 1950s here now with the patriarchy controlling everything, and if you're in Texas, if you wanted to alter the course of a pregnancy, you would have to now, I think, possibly drive uh, over the border to do it. Wow. That is vicious stuff. I will not get Alice Shaddock started on that. Because I'm in a happy glow. You know what? I'm, from you're the not Supreme pregnant, Court. are you? No. No. Uh-oh. Um, but I'm in a happy glow of the Supreme Court allowing the Texas abortion ban to continue on until they have time to rule on it, so... I feel good about it. It's a ban over six weeks. So Mm -hmm. basically, typically, the earliest you can find out you're pregnant is like four or five weeks. You really like you got to get it right away. I mean, I don't even know if they schedule them that quickly. It it really is, in effect, almost a total ban of abortions, which makes me happy. Can you speak more directly into that microphone? Do you mind? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Move that foundation of the house to do it. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. So I'm yes, so happy about it, the Supreme Court. There Trump may be not in office anymore, but the Supreme Court is still making America great again, and I feel so good about it. Wow. And I'm very, very happy. Soon so Roe v. Wade will be in the rear view mirror. Oh my goodness. And I could not be more pleased about Roe versus Wade is barbaric. Okay, I'm sorry. We're even if like we're not even close to what like European countries abortion policies are. Okay, we're like 
in most European countries, you can't get abortions after like 20 weeks. The The idea that it's like a human right to be able to get abortion up until like being nine months pregnant is insane world. I mean, that's like no civilized country in the world does that. I don't it's like it's exactly the same thing as like with the masks where it's become like politicized by the left now so that like they just have to be pro more masking in all scenarios, even when it doesn't make sense, even when all the other normal countries in the world have decided that like little kids don't really need to wear masks. It doesn't make that big a difference. Like all of Europe isn't making kids under 12 wear masks in school, but we have to because now it's like a social signal that, you know, we're good people, so we make all the kids wear masks. We're just for more masking, no matter what circumstances we're talking about. Um, it's the same thing with the abortion thing. It's like, because it's become this, like, Democrat versus Republican thing, the left just has to be for all abortions all the time. More abortions, m more access to mm -hmm. abortions, more free abortions. Like, they're just, like, so abortion happy. It's nuts. Like, if they had to live in Europe, they would think they were, like, living under the under his eye, as well, they say is, on uh, Hulu or whatever. Well, this is Handmaid's Tale stuff right now. This is yeah, the American like, Taliban, honey. The American Taliban. I don't know. The worst of the, the two Taliban's. The, <laughs> the Taliban over there is. Do nice. they allow abortion? They're nice to dogs over there, at least. So, um, yeah, no, I'm thrilled about the abortion ban thing. I hope the Supreme Court lets the law go altogether. Um, and you know, I. So basically what they did is they didn't Come permit... Come on, Mom! What, what if you're 19 years old and you're in college, you're a girl, you get yourself in a jam, man! Come on, Mom! Is that from something? It's supposed to be uh, Phil Hartman doing Phil Donahue from uh, the 80s. Oh. Well, what if, it, what if uh, you know, little Peggy Sue uh, Smith gets in trouble in her freshman year of Congratulations college? Congratulations to little wanna, Peggy Lou Smith. You don't want to curtail her entire future. No, I want her to experience the happiness and joy that having a kid brings. So congratulations to her. She wants to get into uh, marketing uh, and do a new pitch for um, for uh, Captain Morgan's, Alice. Someday she can come up with Heaven the new... Heaven forbid she should be denied the fulfillment of working in a cubicle wow. for 40 years. That's now you guys so... see. You, now you <laughs> see the Stepford... Um, the Stepford... The, uh, Alice... But no, but you can work and have kids. It's just... It, the whole thing is stupid. Yeah, but Alice, nobody on the coast... You, like, know, you know, cosmopolitan women don't want to have to stop and wait for that they want they don't want that life interrupted stuff they want to have cool adventurous young lives and that's uh, babies do really put a hamper in that they do <laughs> i mean yeah but they they let you have other cool adventures all right i uh, you know what having kids is fantastic everybody should do it it's great yeah that's in guys there's a, but it, there's, there's a really easy way though if you don't want to have kids what, what what way is that? You could not have sex with people. Wait a second. No, you have to have sex. We're told that having sex, being as promiscuous as possible, is a normal, healthy thing. That uh, Sex in the City, which is a really good show and doesn't uh, make women out to be absolutely stupid at all. So that's a great <laughs> show. Sex in the City showed us. It's all fun, Alice. Getting out there and sewing your oats mm -hmm. is fun. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, heaven forbid you miss out on the joy of living that sex in the city life. It really seems um, a recipe for long-term happiness and fulfillment. So, you know. All right, there you go, guys. Red Meat Conservatives, her name is Alice Shattuck. I love the abortion ban. I think it's great. I'm thrilled about the Supreme Court uh, letting it stay in place while what they take it What about government controlling system. your body, Alice? We're not talking about controlling your body. We're talking about you getting to kill someone else's body that just happens to be inside your body right now. All right. It's not okay, about. Okay, Alice. It's not about bodies. We'll... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait. Let me say I something. Understand. But I don't want to get too far into this. No, I know. But let me say one more thing because I think this is like an interesting thought experiment, right? Is that so? They're working right now on artificial womb technology, and it's getting really advanced. So, like, if super preemies are born then they can be put into like an artificial womb in the hospital and like a silicone bag or whatever and that and you know they can 
have the baby in there. So if like that technology gets good enough that that works and they can do that, then would like people's right to an abortion go away because you could take the baby out and put it in there? Well, no, I would think they would contend that it's still their body. And it's why, the- why is it still their body if you can take it out and put it in an artificial womb in the hospital and have it live? Because it's still, it's it's not a, uh, I don't, no, I don't, whatever. But I, my point is, I think you're right. I think that they would contend that they, they just want still it, have the right to they not have the baby. They feel offended by you're allowed to tell them to do something and they just want it because they're really upset about it. They feel like it's a violation of their own agency if you get to do that. And I think it comes from a place, a little bit is is natural. A lot of it, <coughs> I've never seen, bless you, I've never seen, to be honest with you, Mm-hmm. I've never seen a – I've only had women, and I've discussed the idea in the past, and mostly it was decades ago, that I was anti-abortion. I've only had women rip shit angry about it on me. It was – I've never or very, very rarely ever gotten into a conversation where the pro-abortion person, a woman – uh, had kept her cool. It came from a place of passion and anger, and I'm not saying that that means that um, that there it's undergirded by a um, a good argument because I don't think it really is. I think it's a, an argument. It's a passion argument. That's what it is. It's emotions over anything else. Yeah, they just really want to be able to kill their kid. That's all. Well, and also I think that uh, well, Alice, geez, stop that! Don't come on, dude. Well, you just you- get half the people away. That's true. Uh, well, but also, here's the other thing: is it also I think that it, a lot of women, especially when fe- when feminism, when you talk about feminism, feel that it's unfair. It's unfair that it's an uneven playing field. Guys just to go get to go around and having their getting their rocks off left and right. Is that true? And, do they? Well, they get to Alice. Some do certainly. No, no, and no. But women, and women, of course, it's the entire burdens on the w- woman. To you know, carry a baby to turn all that stuff, and they think it's unfair. I think they, they, they a lot of women consider the biology unfair, and I think that there's two kinds of women, at least in the West, the kind who realize that biology is unfair, and each sex gets its own unique set of benefits and and disadvantages, mm-hmm. and then there are the people who think, and they're told this, I think, by progressive uh, universities. That the biology is unfair, and that's just effing unfair and not fair. And needs to be made right somehow through government to make it fair. Can I say something though? Is that the right to an abortion actually makes it more unfair for the guy because a guy doesn't have the right to have like a legal abortion. A guy can't choose after the point of having sex. A guy can't then choose not to be a dad. If the girl is pregnant, he's going to have to pay child support no matter what. He can't decide not to be a parent. Right? She can decide not to be a parent. She has that right up until whatever point in the pregnancy she feels like to decide she doesn't actually want to be a parent. He doesn't get to decide. He's always going to have to pay child support. You know, so I would argue that the right to an abortion is actually a right that women want that men don't have any comparable right. It is an th- interesting thing how we think of, in, at least in the West. And I'm for that, actually. You, I think guys should have to pay child support. But I also think women should, if you are pregnant, then you should have to have the But you then. do have, there has to be, a, a switch is flipped. And it's the most, it's the most profound switch of, of, of American culture, where at least uh, in the coast, in the in the, in the progressive coasts, where if you're a young lady and you get pregnant, we have made it or tried to make it as acceptable, even sometimes more acceptable, to terminate the pregnancy mm-hmm. than it is to carry the baby. I mean, you'd be if you were in college freshman, you'd be the outlier if you you know had the baby. Mm-hmm. We've made it almost, and so and so it's supposed. I mean, we've made it this way because nobody's supposed to feel bad about anything. And and I understand all that stuff, and so but we've decided that a, a group of per- people and their friends. Let's say the, the show friends. Mm-hmm. When Rachel gets pregnant, that show could have gone one of two ways. One, well, you know, we're just not ready yet. I understand, Rach, and you know, so we're gonna do whatever, and and you know, maybe down the line we'll really have kids. I understand, Rach. Okay, we're living. Or it could have gone the way it went, which. 
Oh my god, we're pregnant. Yeah, oh my god, oh my god, where's the baby? What are we gonna do? Like, I wanna hear, can I hear the heartbeat? The switch that's made to say instantly, it's okay that the baby's going away one way or another, to, oh, you love it, oh my goodness, yes, mm-hmm. of course we're gonna go. And that comes from like that's a... That switch worries me. That switch worries me it's when like, it's overlaid onto other situations in history. Well, yeah, because it is, it is a concerning... It comes from a weird and ugly place in people, that like willingness to turn on or off something being a baby. Um, you know, do you remember the Super Bowl commercial a couple years ago where the baby was eating the Doritos on the ultrasound? It was a Super Bowl oh, commercial really? no. and the mom was, they were having an ultrasound. The mom was eating Doritos and the baby was like loving the Doritos or whatever oh, on no. the ultrasound. And people were mad because it was like humanizing the fetus and making oh. it look like a baby inside its mom is like a, actually a baby and right. people didn't like that didn't that was that. problematic because that was like that makes people who got abortions feel guilty then if they have to see somebody who's considers their unborn baby a baby that's like a problem for them so i don't know yeah i mean it's a complicated issue but it's an issue i feel really strongly about so i'm, ha- I'm so having a happy day let's put Good. that well way. i am going to too everything we played in the open I don't even want to go near much of that stuff. I mean, all it is is we found out that Biden had a conversation with the the uh, Afghanistan dude and that they both decided to lie about how well they were doing or just didn't know, but they decided they had to spin. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's impeachable if you're Trump. It's, it's fine. And yeah, I mean, it's. did you actually read the stuff about what was said on the call? Biden and Ganey spoke for 14 minutes on July 23. This is the New York Post version of the article, but it's everywhere. Uh, in what would be their final call before the Taliban overran the government and Afghanistan descended into bloody chaos amid the botched U.S. withdrawal, according to a transcript and audio obtained by Reuters. Much of the call was focused on what Biden referred to as the Afghan government's perception issue. I need not tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban, Biden said. And there is a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. At the time, the Taliban had already seized about half the country's district centers and was weeks away from taking Kabul on August 15. Biden told Ghani that Afghanistan's prominent political figures, including former President uh, Hamid Karzai should give a joint press conference that backed a new military strategy on how to defeat the Taliban, saying that will change perception and that will change an awful lot, I think. I'm not a military guy, so I'm not telling you what the plan should precisely look like. You're going to get not only more help, but you're going to get a perception that's going to change in terms of how um, our allies and folks here in the States and other places think you're doing, Biden said. Here we go. It's transparency for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he heaped praise on the Afghan security forces. You clearly have the best military, Biden said. You have 300,000 well-armed forces versus 70, 80,000, and they're clearly capable of fighting well. We will continue to provide close air support if we know what the plan is, all the way through the end of August, and who knows what after that. In addition to that, we're going to continue to fight hard, mm-hmm. diplomatically, politically, Looks like he was lied to. Ep- economically, to make sure your government not only survives, but is sustained and grows because it is clearly in the interest of the people of Afghanistan Afghanistan that you succeed and you lead. Biden's tone throughout the call suggests he did not expect the collapse of the Afghan government just three weeks later. Ghani fled as the Taliban seized control of a Kabul on August 15. Hmm. Wow. Talk about uh, backslapping. So this was leaked. because boy, my friend. You're fine. We got your back all the way through August. Then after that, no problem. Yeah. this uh, the What the White House readout said that they put out uh, said that uh, the Two leaders discussed the situation in Afghanistan and reaffirmed their commitment to an enduring bilateral partnership. Right. What does it tell you that somebody leaked it? That uh, people within the administration are pretty pissed off. Absolutely. And this thing today with Millie and this other idiot saying, or no, no, it was uh, whatever, the two idiots saying, saying uh, you know, this is a great, a great moment in United States history and historic moment. It's a dis- absolute disaster. And they're just at this point, they, I think they're petrified. I don't think they even know which way's up. I think they're disoriented. Uh, they have uh, vertigo. They can't figure out where, where, what is what anymore. They're in a new place that you can be a guy who's seen combat and be a guy who's seen all the stuff in the real world. I understand that, but you can through wringing your conscience um, uh, through ave- avenues and channels that was not meant to go. Uh, you can be a changed person. I think that's what we've got at this point. Yeah, I mean. I think that they're in shock, not only that this all went so badly, but that, you know, the media has jumped on them 
the moderates in Washington have jumped on that. Like everybody is furious. And I think I, I just think they did not imagine the intensity of the blowback on this. And they're just still thinking this is going to be forgotten. And it just keeps being in the news cycle. And I think they don't, they don't know how to make this go away at this point because they're just like we talked about the other day. They're just political. All these people in the Biden administration, they're just trying to they think if they like come out with the right message or give the best speech and like Biden looks really empathetic, then like they'll be able to then people will like him again. But I mean, what happened matters. And this was a screw up. I don't understand. Like Rasmussen had this um, poll today. They're saying 52 percent of voters think Biden should resign over the Afghanistan withdrawal. Um, now, I mean, I know that that hmm. is like a, a, a rightward leaning poll, thing, but that's that's a big percent. I would say, and a, a large percent thinks he should be impeached too. So, this is not good for Biden. It, the anger about it does not appear to be dissipating. Maybe if he had some great achievement or positive thing to point to, he would be able to, you know, say like, "This isn't so bad. At least we're doing this. At least we've got COVID under control." But they don't have COVID under control. At least we've fixed the border crisis. But they haven't fixed the border crisis. At least we're good on the economy, but the economy is in a shambles and inflation is through the roof. Like, they have nothing to point to that's going well right now. There's been right. sort of a low grade. They're screwing everything up. How are they screwing everything up this badly? What's going on? And that's been like this murmur in the background. But now this is such a huge one and they have nothing good that's happening that they can say, like, at least you're doing a good job on this thing. I mean, I think... I, I don't see how this can continue going on like this. Do you like w with this level of fury at him? No. And I can't. I, I think to me this this and you heard a little bit of it in the beginning. This video of the Taliban being interviewed by all sorts of international press and being asked about the American dogs. To me, this is everything. Everything. There's, there's a lot of noise in Western press about the dogs that were left behind by uh, Americans. Is that true? And also Western press, English press, is saying that the Taliban has sentenced the dogs to death. It is, no, it is not true. Uh, yeah, the Americans left the dogs to get out from their specific uh, places, but uh, our teams and our officials called the in charge of the, those dogs and uh, today uh, they came to port and they are trying to uh, collect the dogs and they are trying to um, facilitate for them and uh, what they need to give them. Is, there, is they alive and how many are there? Um, particularly I, I cannot give you a specific number but they are alive and uh, from the beginning when we come to the front line, front door of airport, we were in, in, uh, we were in touch with the uh, in charge of the dog, and they are working and they are uh, feeding the dogs. And uh, I think there's no problem. Uh, but uh, you know, situa situations were not too good, and uh, maybe there are some problems. But at all, we can say that they, they are. Is they alive? Ask the question. Right? And uh, yes, they're alive. The this. Taliban, these monsters, mm -hmm. are running the news narratives around Afghanistan. Right. They're and playing the American media. They're playing the world media. They're much more savvy than our know-it-all freaking Columbia grads and uh, overly credentialed uh, people in our administration. They're smarter. They're more streetwise. They understand mm -hmm. messaging. They understand the media. And it, I have never, it is, it, there was no time, no time during the Iraq war, say what you will, that Baghdad, Bob, and those morons were doing any kind of good messaging. Right. Especially they weren't better at Twitter than the they United States. They weren't better States. at anything than the United States. But these people are better than our government. And I've never seen this. To be clear, not morally better. Like your words, <laughs> Alice. I, I'm going to hold I off. Like I don't know much. how many people that this guy right here, I don't know how many people he abandoned to uh, die yet. But to die at the Taliban's hands. That's, I mean, I 
I still don't like the Taliban. It's okay. embarrassing that they're showing no, I don't us like up. The, you don't have to say that. As, but, I don't like the Taliban either. The monsters. Okay. okay they're terrible. Just, I, I just understand. want to be clear that we're not right. standing for the Taliban. But I, I have never seen the, this, comp- this country bested so squarely. I mean, this is like the underdog story of the century here. It is. It is. This out of nowhere. This was the Scott Brown victory or whatever it was. It was out of nowhere. These guys and they're making themselves look good. They have total legitimacy. They've got great uniforms and all sorts of new good toys. It's incredible. All they need is to be able to scale up enough to get this reap the whirlwind what they, they've done here or reap the benefits of what what, what they've done here. Mm-hmm. And really, it's not what they've done. It's what we've done. Right. We are so afraid to take any kind of political hit that we bombarded the Taliban. With all sorts of goods and services and, and riches they can Yeah, never... we're about to give them more because now we, the, yeah. we hold leverage over the Taliban means that we're going to give them money to and do what Lincoln we want. Lincoln told us last week, what do they get? Nothing. They're getting nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Now we're giving them, uh, uh, Jacob Sullivan tells us that we'll be giving them a humanitarian aid. Wink, wink, wink. wink, wink. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's exactly, we hold financial leverage over them. Right. So financial leverage over the Taliban means we're going to pay the Taliban to behave, hopefully, as much as we can. Yeah. Good How luck. does that work anywhere in the world? Dateline uh, Twitter. Twitter is launching a feature that will temporarily auto-block accounts for potentially harassing behavior or harmful language, the platform announced Wednesday. I can imagine how autoblock is going to uh, pan out. Mm -hmm. If a user turns on the new safety mode feature, accounts that send harmful or uninvited replies and mentions will be autoblocked for seven days, meaning Mm -hmm. they'll be unable to follow the user's account, see their tweets, or send them direct messages according to Twitter's blog post. Twitter safety mode technology will take existing relationships into account. Autoblock's going to go wrong, believe me. Right. I mean, well, are you aware of Birdwatch? No. This was like another feature that they rolled out in order to combat misinformation, which is where it allows people to identify information in tweets they believe is misleading and write notes that provide informative context. So people who are in the Birdwatch pilot, uh, the participants are able to report tweets not just for like being abusive or harmful or whatever, but for being misleading. And they're able to add notes to uh, see, so I'm sure that won't. That's not being abused either by crazy lunatic people. So, yay! Um, in other news, Joe Rogan has COVID. I saw that. I saw Unfortunately, that. for the people who love to dance on people's graves who didn't endorse the vaccine loudly enough, uh, I think he's going to make it. I don't think they're going to be gleefully reporting headlines as he's on a ventilator. Uh, so he said that he's already feeling better. He started to feel sick and weary Saturday night when he got home from his comedy show in Florida. Uh, He separated from his family, took a COVID test Sunday, and it was positive. He took monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, a Z-pack, and prednisone. And uh, by Wednesday, he said he's already feeling better, but his upcoming shows are postponed still. It is hilarious how many people effing hate him. They hate him. Joe Rogan's a really reasonable guy. I don't. If you're a big mm-hmm. progressive or liberal, I don't know what your big problem is. Other than he's an avid hunter, he's really a progressive liberal. He really yeah. is. He's his own guy, certainly. But he is a. I mean, he's like a sensitive soul. If you've ever listened to, him. it's because I guess that he, he that he's lifts weights and he's near the UFC adjacent, and maybe uh, that he said Joe Biden could be president. Maybe it's the fact that if you're a celebrity and if you're anything but a rabid moonbat, lefty, psychotic progressive, then you're by default a well, damn Republican. And he get he has a huge, 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 huge platform. Mm-hmm. So they can't cancel him, which makes them mad that he's uncancelable because he's too big. Just like J.K. Rowling makes them mad for the same reason. And also, he lends his huge platform and gives airtime to people they think are the worst of the worst. You know, he lets Alex Jones on a show. Can't get those episodes anymore. Spotify never put them back after his deal with them. But, I mean, I don't think he really cares that much about that. But, you know, he gives airtime to people that they hate. And he lets people say whatever they want on his show. And they consider that to be really, really dangerous. He's... Great point. I mean, like, yeah, he's like, he's pretty much a liberal everywhere it counts 
politically, but he's a free speech absolutist, and that they hate. They hate, hate, hate that. Yes. So he's given a voice. That's right to mm-hmm. to a harmful and dangerous people. Yes. And so that they can't stand, and they can't. He's too big. They can't pressure him not to do it. You know, and that really bothers them that they can't get him to shut up. He's allowed to say he doesn't think it makes sense for a 20-year-old to get the vaccine. And they can't do anything to him to make him stop. So that, for them, is a big problem. But, you know, it's good that people that are too big to be canceled exist. But I think his successes aren't necessarily replicable by other people. Oh, no. You can. There's only one Joe Rogan. Only one. Although Bridget Phetasy is almost the female version of him, but that, that's it. By the way, there are all sorts of news from the BBC talking about the Taliban going around and uh, luring people in and killing uh, people, not Americans that I've read as yet, but I'm sure it's going to SIV happen. people, right? But you'll yeah. see as it uh, as it rolls up. Um, Australia is still going really well. Um, they're still locked down, but now. Um, they are investigating uh, this police department in Mount Druitt Police Area Command, which is like part of the most locked down areas. It's in of New Sydney. South Wales, right? Oh, it's that was bad. Sydney. Sorry, Jamie P. It's in Sydney's high risk area. And uh, the police are allowed to be doing their jobs. They're one of like the people, because obviously they can't be like arresting people for staying out 61 minutes on their exercise walk if they're not allowed to be out there but the police are allowed to like do their work but apparently uh last friday it was wear it purple day which is an annual youth lgbtqi plus awareness day what's in I? australia uh intersex probably okay good um and they had a party at their office to celebrate wear it purple LGBTQI plus day, um, including some of the people didn't have masks on and they had a party with food and rainbow flags. And I see a trans flag in the pictures. They posted them on their Facebook, but the, there was so much outrage that they ended up having to delete the the photos. So they're uh, now investigating the police department to see if any events uh, were, if any restrictions were breached by the party because they are allowed to gather in their office, but it's a bad look if everybody else is locked in the house and you're arresting people for driving around in their own cars. Speaking of driving around, Alice, mm-hmm. guess who was uh, paroling? I'm uh, oh, sorry, patrolling the streets of uh, Northern Massachusetts last night. You? I don't know who was patrolling the streets of. There's a certain alias we use now. Mr. Finger was out. <laughs> what What was Mr. Finger doing out there? On a main street, we'll say. Uh, and the cross street was a, a high school field. So driving forward, mm-hmm. a high school field is on the left. So the street moving out of the high school field parking lot is on the left. Mm-hmm. So the person <laughs> in front of me decides to stop and let a car out of the high school parking lot. This is at night. Okay. Let a car out of the high school parking lot. He decides to stop. Even though I'm behind him, to stop. I'm behind him or her. To stop and let somebody go. Now, tell me something. Since I'm behind him, who's really letting the person go? You. I'm really letting the person go. But who gets the credit in a nice nod? That person. That person does. Of course, I. You know, I don't get asked if I want to stop. Even though I'm on Main Street doing what was I'm supposed Mr. to be doing. Mr. Finger also Mr. Horn? Mr. Finger. No, it wasn't Mr. No, no. But uh, but then, and because I'm, I've been around the world a couple times, I knew what was going to happen. Okay. Why do you suppose, Alice, why do you suppose a car was coming out of the parking lot of the high school field? Uh, at night. Teenagers up to no good? No, no. I wish. Okay. No. Um... Dr. B? No. No, Alice. I don't know. Who would be coming out of the high school at night? Let me give you a hint. There were 147 other cars behind the car. It was some kind of sporting event? Exactly. And it was letting out. So Mr. Let Him Go let stopped. How many people? Stopped. So I was stopped, even though we were supposed to be going. And off they went. Another one and another one. Oh, go. Oh, oh I'll go. Go ahead. You how go many ahead. cars go, go, go. At least five. It felt like 50. 
And so, uh, indeed. So then finally my person went, and I went, and I, as they took a right, as I was close next to them, as I took a right to move somewhere, I gave them the finger. And I will, from now on, I'm always going to, if you get the finger, you know that you've done something wrong. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. I'm, Are I'm, you going to give me the finger? Yes, I am. <laughs> Don't screw up. You don't steal people's time like that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Screw everybody behind me. No, I'm really enjoying this. I'm letting all this thanks and gratitude overflow me. This feels great. Screw everybody behind me who has to be home. Do you want to let people know, by the way, what happens when I call you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's my ringer. (laughs) This This is is how much Tom respects me. Okay. Okay. Here we go. There we go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and now he's taught the kids this. Oh, it's too good. That when I say to do it's something, <laughs> when I say good. to do something, they all sing the little song. Yes, because I was. And then he I'll, wonders you, why they don't respect me. Would you like to talk about how I was me? how I was treated during the show today during my WTIC show? How were you treated during? Oh, I can just go and read you the expletives. So once again, you yell, 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 yell. Anger, misandry. The hell with you and your radio show, my fat little husband. (laughs) Well, you didn't care, and so yes, that's your ringtone. That's what you get, absolutely. But I'm not going to let that bother me. I'm going to be happy. I'm happy for now. Happy, happy flowers in my hair. Okay. You know the next line? No. Flowers anywhere. Right. What else is going on, homie? Um. <clears throat> okay, uh, I'll take it, Alice, if you'd like me to. Sorry, I would have been giving you my things all this time. Okay. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I have found, mm-hmm. Alice. There are more and more people in the grocery stores, of which I went to one today. I went to one particular Whiskey Tango store, and then and then there's a nice one I go to. Today was the Whiskey Tango one. Um, I don't know. Downstairs in the kitchen. I don't think we... I'll be right down. We'll be right down. I'll show you. Can you, you ask okay, no, no. somebody down there, one of the kids, about it? Goldfish? Okay, can you tell? Can you handle? Can you clear him out, please? There is another bag. There's more the stuff down there. We'll There's get you more stuff down stuff. there. Go feed yeah. him something, please. There you go. You can let the. Let him, uh. Okay, there's goldfish down there. She's gonna get you goldfish. Yeah, Sally, go down there with her. She'll get you some. There you go. There you go. A brown paper bag on the far right top shelf. There you go. There. We go. On the left side. Left side. There we go. Is there goldfish house? Yes. Oh, okay. I was prepared to lie. More people are wearing the masks out and about. I'm like, what? why? What are we doing here? Why? Just stop with it. Stop with it. So there was a big study that's out about the masks. It's actually, it's a really good study. They need to do more studies like this because this is like the only real way you can figure out if the masks work or not. It was a randomized controlled trial that was in Bangladesh last winter. So this is before there were vaccinations there. And what they did is they randomized some villages, um... They told everybody to wear masks. They had the community leaders wear masks. They gave the households masks to wear. They did all this stuff, and they were able to increase mask wearing from, like, 10% to, like, 40% amongst the people. Um, and then and then they, you know, tested for COVID prevalence. They did randomized testing to try and get the true prevalence. And they did find that increasing the mask wearing did lead to a reduction in COVID prevalence, in particular, a reduction in COVID prevalence amongst the elderly, amongst over age 50. Not so much they weren't able to detect any difference for people under 50. And they also were, the the difference was really, really small with the cloth masks. So, you know, what to conclude? I mean, the conclusion is that a lot of a lot of the adults, because they didn't include kids in this, um, a lot of the adults in the community wearing masks does do more than zero. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because mm-hmm. you've got adults spitting on each other. It some spit is bound not to hit somebody. Right. So, and in particular, surgical masks 
um, do more than zero. Properly worn surgical masks do more than nothing. Um, it's a little hard to tease out exactly how much because what they found is that if they were pushing the mask message and educating people about it and telling them to wear masks all the time, people also did more physical distancing. They also stayed six feet apart from other people more than than the people that were not given any information on masks and COVID and stuff. So, you know, it's it's a little hard to tell, like, what's the effects of the physical distancing and what's the effects of the masks. But anyway, I mean, going around and telling everybody to wear masks and giving them masks seems to reduce COVID risk slightly for high-risk people. I would also point out that this was not a vaccinated population and that vaccinated old people are now at a similar risk to, like, unvaccinated under 50 people right so it's not clear to me that you'll continue to have this benefit in a vaccinated population if the benefit is so small amongst under 50 people that you can't detect it in a study of 350,000 people which is what this was then it's a really small benefit and this was a big increase in masking so that's unclear and kids obviously are at even lower risk so it's not clear that there's going to be any appreciable benefit there's certainly not an, a benefit that they can really see from the cloth masks it was i mean they were able to detect a difference from the cloth masks with high risk people but uh, a, an incredibly small benefit the most of the benefit is driven by the surgical mask so um having children in school where cloth masks amongst a highly vaccinated population is not something that we they have a study for. I would like them really to do a similar study to this in a vaccinated population, and in particular with kids in schools. I would like them to randomize mask mandates for schools amongst, you know, some similar school populations and get a, a really big trial going that's randomized and controlled and so that they can do a real comparison. Of course, but they're not um, going to do that. But they're not going to do that, and, you know... I, I just, I would. And why aren't they going to do that? Because they wouldn't be able to conclude that masks work. Mm -hmm. Um. So, so yeah. I mean, it is a study. I, I think there's not a zero effect of adults wearing surgical masks. I think that's what can be concluded from that study. But this was a really overpowered study. It was a re amongst a really huge population of people. It was randomized. There's a control group. It, it was a really well designed study. And uh, you know the fact that. That that's the best you can do is that you can show it was like amongst high risk people, it was like an 11% reduction in COVID cases. So that's not huge. That's not huge to go from, you know, 10% to 40% of your population masking and get like a 10% reduction amongst high risk people in the amount of COVID is not like it's not a panacea. This isn't you can't make the pandemic go away with the masks. Right. Especially cloth masks. I mean, that's really not going to do much for you. That's because the reduction was like a half a percent with the cloth mask. It was not. Right. Um, it was not anything to get excited about. So, when can we get tested to see if we've had it, Alice? Those tests really aren't that accurate. I mean, like we could try, but it's also been a really long time since I think we had it. So okay, so we're just going to get it again. We're not going to get it again. How do you know? We're just uh, because we're vaccinated and I think we had COVID. I don't think we're going to get it again. Oh, and this is another big thing, too. Oh, we did talk about the booster thing already. Right. But um, about the people at the FDA retiring. Yes, we talked about that yesterday. But I also think that's really interesting because it really just affirms that the booster thing is primarily political and not based in the data. You know, there's really good data on the effectiveness of the current vaccine regimen of the two shots of the mRNA vaccines, but there is like almost nothing to show that the booster shots are going to have a significant reduction in illness for people other than possibly like immunocompromised populations. Right. So, and it's, it's interesting that people felt strongly enough about it to quit the FDA because they felt there was political pressure on the FDA to approve boosters before there was any data on it. I mean, like, I think that's interesting because it's like, it's literally... I think we talked about this before, but like the Biden administration is literally everything that they kept telling us the Trump administration was. Our allies will hate us. You know, 
they'll, they'll put political pressure on the FDA to get stuff that they want approved and not go through the proper channels to let things be approved and let the science lead. We'll follow the science, not like that mean Trump, but they're the ones who are pushing the FDA to do non-science stuff, you know? They're the ones who alienated our allies. They're the ones who... Uh, they're, they're, they're literally... Everything with liberals is projection. I would say so. <laughs> it's of course all, it is. It's all of, like of what they do. They say that Republicans do it, but it's... They're- of course, they're just reading their own souls and they're just <laughs> assigning it to somebody else. But there's a great new, ca- uh, t- um, was a great new uh, uh, cartoon out that you maybe you haven't seen. Shows two Taliban women in their full burqas saying, pray for Texas women. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Pray for Texas women. <sighs> there we go. Hopefully we'll They're get a... They're just trolling us at this point. Hopefully we'll get a spin-up. I mean, it's not even really that funny because it's not funny that they're, like, killing people and hanging them from helicopters. And, uh, I mean, they're not good. But it's funny that they're somehow making us look bad. I don't know embarrassing well the good thing is is that uh, or the interesting thing is is, is it what trump started the uh, just exposing the real core the mm-hmm. exoskeleton of uh, media now yeah. this this the uh, subsequent uh, time has exposed really the real hearts and minds of many progressives and now you're seeing uh, with afghanistan well, twenty years is a long time. But weren't you talking to somebody today? Twenty years, you know, was a long time, and and uh, and there was a war there for a long time. So you know, this many dead is fine. You know, getting their minds around the idea that it's fine. No, what we've done is fine. Okay, it's fine. That's what you want fine to be, and that's what you want fine. By to the be. way, speaking of uh, progressives projecting all their weirdness onto mm-hmm. other people, um, remember the whole like Matt Gates thing. Uh, where he was like saying this person was blackmailing him because yep. about whatever, because and so supposedly he was under investigation for child sex trafficking or something like, and so now they're every time he does anything, people are like, oh well, child rapist Matt Gates. Um, well, no indictment has appeared of Matt Gates yet, but an indictment of the extortion person has appeared who's now in trouble for blackmailing his dad for $25 million to uh, to make the charges go away. So, I don't know. I'm not a big Matt Gates fan, but once again, I'll be- I think he's sketchy, but I'll believe the actual criminal charges when I see them because I don't trust anything that doesn't have an actual indictment behind it at this point. Like, I... There's still not anything here. So they keep saying something's going to come out. They keep saying, like, oh, he married his wife, so she can't testify against him. It's it's like the Blue Anon Russia stuff all over again, where there's, like, a whole plot in their heads of what Matt Gates has been doing and his little friend in Florida there and his <laughs> wife and, like, you know. Uh, it, but until there's real charges, like, I just, I'm not going to believe any of it because I don't... Um, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, projection. Uh, you know what else? I'm not going to let it bother us. Everything is beautiful. That's what I say. That's what I say. It's Thursday. It's Wednesday, right? So we got tomorrow. It's Wednesday. We got one more show. Good. I'm looking forward to it. We're getting happier and happier. This week is getting better and better. I don't care what the world uh, says, Alice. I am going to celebrate life. And I'll start it again for you so you can hit the post. You were talking. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. We're also on Gab and on Parlor. We're at Burn Barrel Podcast on those. Uh, you can shoot us an email, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com, or uh, check us out on YouTube or Locals or Patreon. We're on all those websites. Leave us an Apple Podcast review. And uh, five stars, please, hopefully. And don't sweat everything, right, Alice? Because what is everything? Say it. Say it. Everything is beautiful. Everything is beautiful in its own way. Like a starry summer light or a snow-covered wind.
Jesus day. Sing it, children. I'm not gonna let it go, Alice. Two more hogs got the fever. We shouldn't care about the length of his hair or the color of his skin. Damn right. Ray. And that's from the 70s, not worrying about the color of his skin. Damn right. Come on, we can do this, Alice. We can be a better us, can't we? Mm-hmm. You know what? Even Mr. Finger. <laughs> Just move out of the way and don't let the world go from now on. Just drive the car forward, everybody. We will have a utopia, Alice. We'll all be better off. I'm a sucker for the up one half step or full step. Did you notice that my blinking song had that? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.